You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello again. Welcome to the Bible Plus podcast. Today we are on John 16. And before we dive into this chapter, we first need to understand the two main principles that govern this chapter and even John 14 and 15 in two previous chapters. The first main principle that we need to answer is why did the Lord need to go? He continually talks about going back to the Father, going back to the heavens, leaving the disciples. The first main principle is why did the Lord need to go? The second principle, the second governing principle that should direct us in our reading of this chapter, John 16, is what happened when the Lord went? What happened when the Lord, quote unquote, goes, goes away, goes away from the disciples? Why? What was the result, the goal, the the end game of the Lord going away? So why did the Lord need to go? Well, we can see verse 5, you know, it talks about this, but now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you asked me, where are you going? So the Lord here, he's talking about his going away through death and resurrection. We know at the beginning of the Gospels that the Lord came. The Lord had another going. He came. He stepped out of eternity, out of heaven, out of his, out of his fullness of the Godhead stepped into time to be limited in a finite man, born as a baby, as a man named Jesus Christ in Bethlehem. This was for him to tell out the virtues of God, for him to do miracles, to help man repent and turn them to the kingdom of the heavens. But now here we are in John 16 and he's talking about another going. This isn't the same going. This is another going. And this is referring to his death and resurrection. You see what the Lord wanted to do, what the what God's purpose is, was not that just the Lord would live a long life on earth, being among his disciples, being among mankind and doing miracles, healing people, sharing sharing, um, teaching in the temple. The Lord had a greater purpose. And this greater purpose was not just to be among man, but to be in man. So what the Lord needed to do was that he had to go through this second step, the second going to die and be resurrected so that he could finally enter into man and be one with man and live within man. This is what God is after. This is what Jesus meant when he says, I'm going to him. Now, finally, there's the second main principle. What was the end result? What happened when the Lord goes? What happens when the Lord goes through death and resurrection? Go, takes that second step. Well, he needs to return. We see in verse 7, right after verse 5, But I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I... Jesus, go away. For if I do not go away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. What is this talking about? Okay, 
What is the Lord Jesus saying right now? This is the this is the end result that the Lord is speaking of. He wants to come back to the believers, not among them physically, but to be with them spiritually. This is what the Lord is really after. And this is, He is talking to them that He will become the Spirit, the Spirit of reality that we see in verse 13. He wants to come back as the Spirit of reality to make God real to them. They've, they've seen God. They've experienced God in a physical way, but they have yet to experience Him in a spiritual way. And so what the Lord wanted to do is wanted to change their concept. They had followed him for three and a half years, three and a half years, enjoying him in his presence, being in a boat with him, feeding 5,000 with him, doing so many marvelous things for three and a half years. But now the Lord needed to change their concept, change their view that as long as he was in his earthly presence, that's all their eyes were fixed on. They did not have the eyes fixed on him coming inside them. And therefore, their view was necessarily imperfect. Necessarily imperfect. He needed to go through the second step of going through death and resurrection to become the spirit of reality, to make God real to them, to do the work of God in them and and through them and we'll see that in the later book in the next book of acts but okay so now we we cover these two things the lord needed to go through death and resurrection so that he could get inside man and be in man that's the first principle the second principle is that he needed to go to death and resurrection to become the spirit of reality that he could make god the triune god the fullness of the godhead real to man and be experiential in such an intimate and fine and detailed way to man these are the two main principles so now we come to verses or now we continue on in verse 8 we have the work of the spirit the spirit has a threefold work here in in this chapter and it actually corresponds well with john's writings his gospel the, th- the three epistles of John, and the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, which was also written by John. He talks, he shares, the Lord Jesus shares that when he comes, which is the spirit, which is he as a spirit, when he comes, he will convict the world of three things concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Concerning sin, this has a relationship to do with Adam. You see, in God's point, perspective, point of view, there's only actually two men. There's Adam and there's Christ. And it's either you're an Adam or you're in Christ. So he is cons- he, the Spirit convicts the world concerning sin, concerning righteousness, concerning judgment. Concerning sin, in Adam, we have inherited sin. We are sinful and we are destined for God's condemnation. And therefore, we must make that jump, make that leap, make that believing into Christ as our righteousness. Christ, the concerning righteousness is the resurrected Christ. When Christ was resurrected, it was his 
proof that he was accepted, his vicarious substitute to become uh, a replacement or a substitute for man's sins, for man's destiny. And therefore, what we need to do, what all of mankind, every single human being on the earth needs, is to make that believing into Christ a reality to them. Make it real to them. And therefore, we do not share in the judgment that we see in verse 11 concerning judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. The Lord never, ever wants us to be part of that judgment, the lake of fire prepared by prepared for Satan. But if we stay in sin, if we stay in our position in Adam, where we inherit sin, we're destined to God's condemnation, we will share the same judgment of Satan, where we will be judged by the lake of fire. But but if we realize that we need to make that transfer from Adam to Christ, believing into Christ and receiving Christ as a righteousness, that's the unique way of being freed from sin. This is what the Spirit convicts us in the gospel, how we are sinful, how we need to believe into Christ to receive him as a righteousness and be justified before God. And that if we do not, this is the warning, if we do not make that believing into Christ real to us, we will share the impending judgment of Satan in the lake of fire. Okay, so that's the first that's the first work of the Spirit. The second one is that the, He will He will transmit, the Spirit will dispense, the Spirit will give, the Spirit will guide us. All that the Father and Son have. And this is the this is the key verse in verse in chapter 16. Verse 13. But when he, the spirit of reality, comes, he will guide you into all the reality. For he will not speak from himself, but what he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are coming. So these here's the other twofold the other two aspects of the threefold work of the spirit. We have first that he's convicting us concerning world convicting the world concerning sin, righteousness, judgment. And this second one is that he will guide us into all the reality. You see, all the reality speaks concerning God himself. That Jesus was sharing all these things. He is the light of the world. He is righteousness. He is the good friend. He's the good one. He's the Samaritan. He's the shepherd. These things are just mere letters, black and white letters to us. Only when he comes as a spirit of reality can we truly experience the these aspects of Christ. God can be light to us. God can be holiness to us. God can be a shepherd to us. This is only real to us when the spirit of reality guides us into all the reality. So all that the Father has, all that the Son has received, all that the Son has done can now be embodied or kind of be wrapped up in the Spirit. And now, since the Spirit is inside of us, living in us as Christ is living in us, we can tap into, we can enjoy, share, experience all of the riches of the trying God. 
being made so real to us. And finally, the last one is that He will declare to you the things that are coming. So the Spirit, uh, this corresponds with the book of Revelation that the Spirit within, the Spirit of reality will show to us the things that are coming. So these are the threefold things. Convicting the world, sharing and transmitting all that the Father, Son have to us. And that also, He will declare to us the things that are coming. And so we come to this part in John 16 where He talks about a woman travailing or giving birth. A woman travailing again in birth. And it's talking about uh, the disciples. The disciples are the, are, is the woman. And it's sorrowful because it's sorrowful because the the Lord Jesus is about to go away. These disciples have followed him for three and a half years. Imagine following this person for three and a half years, giving your life, dropping your whole career, your job, everything, your family, just to follow this person. And now he's telling you that he's going away and that you won't see him again. He's coming to you in a different way. Exactly. It's, to it's totally mind-blowing to them. And so the Lord is trying to prepare them that he is about to go through death and resurrection, but it's for the purpose that he would not be just among them physically, but be inside them, be in them, be within them spiritually. And so he continues to make that point again and again that this is really, truly God's purpose. Not that he could do miracles, not that we could enjoy his physical presence, but that we could come to the point, to the reality where we enjoy all the riches of the triune God. And these riches are made real to us. And we become one with Him. He becomes mingled with us. He dispenses Himself into us. This is what the Lord is really after. This is what He's sharing in the, in the Gospel of John, chapter 16. This is what the Lord really wants us to see. We often desire to be back there 2,000 years ago to enjoy the Lord's presence, to be there, do, seeing Him perform marvelous, wonderful, glorious miracles. But we are living in the perfect time at the perfect age because we don't need to go somewhere to enjoy and find the Lord. Rather, the Lord is living in us and he wants to make his home in us, mingle himself with us, that we may become one with him. Thank you for joining us today at Bible Plus.